I'm Mike Gorman, and you're listening to the Celtics Pod podcast for Celtics Blog. Here's your host, Adam Taylor. going on everybody welcome back to the Celtics Pod podcast with me your boy Adam Taylor coming up with you with an extra episode this week joined by a special guest Semi Ogile former Boston Celtics player currently over in Italy playing for Bologna we get into adapted to life in Italy what it's like going to a training session where you're not really speaking the native language all the way through to staying in touch with Carson Edwards Tremont Waters playing with some of the best players in the league. And then we finally try and settle who's the strongest player in that Celtics locker room. All this and more coming straight up. So, Semi, man, you are you finished the season with the Los Angeles Clippers and you've moved over to Italy. How are you yeah. adapting? It's a big change in lifestyle. Yeah, every everything's different. Uh, the language, culture, the food. I'm not gonna lie, I'm liking it so far. We've enjoying just learning a different culture, interacting with people. Even though sometimes like, I go into a store and I'm like, bonjour, and then after that, I don't understand much else. I just kind of figured it out and learning. It's been a good experience so far. And how's that working in training when you're trying to, obviously the coaches are speaking in Italian, the teammates are Italian. Yeah, like it's kind of like a mixture of both, but there's a, there's a couple of veterans that have been here that are, you know, speak English at a time and just explain to me, you know, what we got going on. So I'm learning on the go and I'm, I'm ready for the challenge. I'm ready for the the whole journey and excited to see how I grow and the team grows as well. So it's a super early part of the season, right? Like training, you're only just really in training, but have you noticed any differences from what America, the NBA is like compared to EuroLeague? Because it is a different style of basketball overall. 100%. I mean, I think here we uh, we try to play with the pass as much as we can. Like I think the, the NBA is kind of predicated on the high ball screen and then ISO. Uh, if you see a bad matchup, you attack it. And here, like we were trying to Pull the ball, share it, trying to get everybody to touch it. So it's definitely a different style of basketball, but I mean, I think they're both uh, they're both great. Is there anything specific you're trying to work on this year? Like, you know, with, with it being more about the pass and there's going to be a bit more movement predicated, any specific area? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to, I'm learning how to like move, move off the ball a lot better because I mean, they may kind of just like stay space, but here like cutting is important. Uh, attacking and transition is important. And uh, remember, we plan on the block a lot more, trying to attack those mismatches as well. So uh, I was trying to learn those three things and then, you know, get used to my teammates and our system as well. So in Europe, we understand how high the level of European basketball is. Yeah. Over in the States, I think sometimes it can be overlooked by the fan bases. I think the players <laughs> definitely understand. Right, right. How, um, where are you with that level? Is there much of a difference? I mean, every time I step on the court, like I'm... I'm taking it as serious as possible. So for me, I think uh, once you once you get to the professional level, like everyone is here for a reason, like we're playing you know, to make a living. So I mean, once you understand that, like I mean, it's a serious business. I mean, it's still fun. You still enjoy. It. Like you don't you don't make it life or death. But I mean, you, you do understand like this is what you do. This is your career. So I think once you've understood that, it doesn't matter what country you're playing in, what league. Like this is the real deal. You're the only. You're not the only. Celtics player to make the leap to Europe this year. So you had Trey Mont's gone and so I think Trey Mont's gone to France. 
Carson yeah. is Carson in Turkey? I think he went to Turkey. Gunabasis, right? Yeah, I think so. So does the three of you have all kind of gone to Europe to different parts of Europe, obviously. But are you guys in contact, kind of like a little support group or just seeing how checking in with each other? Because it's a big change for all of you. Crazy, crazy. I was uh I was with I was actually it's funny because I was actually with Tremont in Milwaukee uh this past year before I got traded in. Uh I believe he he was playing with the with the G League team there for for a good little bit before he came out here. So and uh, Carson, I, I think last time I talked to him, he was uh, with Detroit, I believe. So I mean, it's crazy how our journeys have just taken us to different places. But one thing I always tell those guys that we talked about, even when we went to Celtics, that like our careers would take off at the right time. So I'm happy to see those guys make the move, and I know they're gonna be great, like great players. Like I always love playing with them, having those teammates. And you spent some time on the same team as Brad Wanamaker that kind of went all the way through the European League, same as Daniel Tice, and then ended up in the NBA. Have you been getting any advice on those guys on how to make the most of the opportunity? Yeah, I mean, even when, when Brad came over, he was, he was saying, for one thing, like, to always make sure you take care of your body. Like, that was Brad's thing, is to make sure that every day, with as much as, you know, once you get to the pro level, like there's a ton of games, ton of practices. And I think over here in Europe, we practice even even more than we do in the NBA. So uh, I think it's important to take care of your body, make sure you're always fresh and available. And I've been trying to do that the best I can. So that was uh, great advice from, from B. I mean, when it comes to taking care of your body, your workouts, and this really transitions well, your workouts are a thing of legend. Uh, you know, the... Everybody used to speak about the amount of exercise you put in, the amount of effort after games, you'd go and hit the weight room. And it was just a whole thing for like this whole Celtics media, the fan base. Are you, are you intending to carry that type of sometimes like crazy workout ethic into the new season? Yeah, honestly, the, the biggest thing I learned this last year was I think part of that was crazy workouts was kind of the reason I had like two cap injuries last year. Like injuries like that are most of the time overuse and like for me like I kind of don't know how to turn it off I mean it's a good thing because it's gotten me to where I am and that word that I think is help me push through all type of challenges but for me like I try to balance like getting in my work and then going home and then getting my rest so like that's the one thing I've learned and you know having that work that work ethics been great but also learned just to you know when it's done like go get your rest so you can come back the next day and do it again so you're working smarter, not harder now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> While we're talking about workouts, I wonder if you could settle something for me. I'm sure you've seen them if you're ever on socials. You've got a video of Grant Williams in the crowd talking to fans, claiming to be the strongest dude in the locker room now that you're not there, right? And then you've got another video where Jason Tatum's in the, in the workout room after a game, claiming to be the strongest dude in the locker room. Now that you're not there, from the guys that you played with, because obviously you can't speak for guys that you didn't share that locker room with, who is the strongest in that locker room? <laughs> oh, man. Now I got to you gonna put me against Grant. I'm going to answer without answering, trying to be uh, smooth on this one. But uh, Grant, Grant could, that's, a, that's a strong dude right there. Don't let him, don't let him pull you. That's a monster. JT, like, it's funny because like, JT came to the league and guys are like, oh, like, it's a skinny kid that's like super skilled. And like I've watched him from when we were in summer league together to now, like really being like a physical force out there. Like it's it's been incredible to see his growth. So both those guys, like they put an incredible effort in the weight room. So I'm gonna have to, you know, think about to duke it out, have a little bench <laughs> off or something. You know that those little tests. So they'll 
They'll, they'll figure it out. We'll settle on our horses for now. How about that? So then nobody's yeah, going to get hurt. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was like one of the burning questions I had as well, because it, it's just something fun that everybody seems to latch on to. Who is the strongest right. guy? And Grant just looks like he's got ridiculous strength in him. Yeah, and then obviously yeah. JT's got that more chiseled kind of tone. So you're like, are we going weight strength or are we just going natural brute strength? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> So it is funny. And while we're on Boston, you were there for like four years, man. You had some ridiculous highs, and then you had some times where you were in and out of the rotation. But obviously, those times were all good. The Celtics were a really good team, and you were very integral to what they were doing. It seemed like Brad had really large amounts of faith in you. What are your like one or two of your fondest memories, whether it's with the team on the road or a game? Oh... on this memory, I mean, I mean, one is getting drafted. Like that's always just been like a dream come true. And I still remember that draft. And I still my family and my my you coach and just like Bill, just like crying, like getting drafted. Like that was an incredible. One, two for me would probably be. I think this is the first time I stepped on the court of the Celtics, like not in preseason, but just like in a real game. But just like being in the moment, realizing like now, like I'm here, and like it's crazy because like. All the work you put up to that point, like it, it really it comes out one and two, like it's it's like surreal in that moment for sure, and like makes you thankful. And I guess my, my third moment starting in the in the playoffs because that's something that like I don't like I never took it for granted, but like I never knew the opportunity was coming. I just kept working, and when the time was right, and you know, I the right place, and God just like, here you go, like this is the time to, to do what you know how to do. And you earn the nickname the Giannis Stopper in the in the process. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. crazy how that works out. Crazy. And then now, like you, you go from being in Boston to spending some time in the same team as Giannis. Then you go from being on the same team as Giannis to being on the yeah. same team as granted they were injured, but Kawhi and PG. So right. you've been around some like elite guys. Obviously, you've played against them all, but it's different being in the locker room, I'd assume, and seeing it how they approach the game. Is yeah. there anything you can look at? That where you're like, right, Jalen, Jason, Giannis, Kawhi, there's a mentality, a type or a specific personality trait they have that helps them reach that next level. I think that's different. I mean, I I played with a lot of great players, you know, Kyrie, Gordon, like Al, you said JT, JB Smart, uh, uh, Giannis, Drew, uh, what's my play with? Chris, he said Kawhi, BG, like all these guys, like they all, for one, like they have incredible confidence in themselves. And two, like they put in the work, they put in the time, like in their own way, like they show up, they, you know, they prepare for their body, prepare their minds. And like, you can always tell that like they have a vision of like where they want to end up and how good they want to be. And you see that throughout their career, especially, you know, coming in with, with JT and, and watching JB grow, even though he was in the league where I was like, seeing their game grow like you can see that it's part of their mentality and that's uh both in how they approach the game physically and how they approach the game mentally and is there any difference in not the mentality but just the way guys approach the game from what you've seen already in europe to how they approach the game in the nba do people try and relax a bit more is it as you've already mentioned the additional practices yeah i don't know i think each uh each guy is different i mean some guys now i've only been here a couple of weeks but i think some guys here, they, it's just like, it's almost normal. Like, it's almost just like, we just show up and get our work. And like, sometimes I think in the NBA, we, it was like, 
a little bit more like romanticized, I guess is the right, like the kind of word. Like I think, especially cause guys are younger there. So like, like when you get, like when you first get to the league, it's like everything's new and fresh. Like here, like guys are older than their family. So like, you can tell like they're mature. They've done this for so long. It's just like, it's like second nature. Like there's really no adjustment. So I think that's the biggest difference that I've seen. And the last one you've talked about romanticizing. So this is the last question I have before we go into our rapid fire round. Yeah. 2K, everybody dreams of being on 2K, right? You you were in a position where you were on 2K and every right. year we see guys go onto Twitter and they're just not happy with their 2K score, right? Because everybody wants to be you know, respected. How much does that actually mean to the players in the locker room? Like, are people really mad upset or is it just, do they see it as just a bit of fun as well? I honestly, I couldn't tell. Like some guys, I really think they are, they do feel disrespected by the ratings and other guys don't even look. Like me, honestly, it's like, it's, it's funny to say, I have never played a 2K that I'm in. And uh, I, I'm serious. like, it, it, it's just like one of those things, like one day, like when I have kids, I'll be like, hey, like I'm in 2K. But like for me, like right now, I'm just like in the journey and it's a process and like, that's just one of those things that you'll look back, like, like a picture, like a video, like a highlight that like, wow, like that was the moment, but right now I'm still walking in the journey. So like, that's, you know, the enjoyment for me. So you've never traded for yourself. You've never logged into a 2K and traded for yourself. Yeah, it, it's funny, like my, like my friends are like, show me videos like, oh yeah, like I created this or like, I got you on what, like, I've just never done it. I don't know, like, I think like for me, like I, I get to live it every day, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Today, like being a pro, I get to live it every day. So that's more fun than anything else I can imagine. Oh, for sure. And I'm sure most of us that are playing it are trying to live it through the game. So yeah, for sure. I can see how that works. Now you've taken away one of my rapid fire questions here. So the rapid fire is going to be a little bit shorter. Okay. Now it's fine. I'll probably still do it anyway, just for fun. So the way I do this is um, it's literally, you give me answers, I flow into the next one. And it's just a I find that a lot of fans kind of dehumanize players. So I just like to try and rehumanize players at the end of the interview. So we're going to start with your top three songs right now. Ooh, top three songs right now. Let me see. Probably Free Mind by Thames. I'll go with Glory, the first song off uh, Burner Boy's new album. And then probably Mighty Wine by Whiskey. Oh, yeah. All Applebee's, all Applebee's. <laughs> first concert. Ooh, my, actually, my first concert was, uh, a, we went to, let's see, like Drake, Migos, and somebody else was there. And uh, it's actually in TD Garden. Oh man, that sounds awesome as well. So the next one's first time you were starstruck. Oh, first time I was starstruck. You know what's funny? Actually, uh, first time I was starstruck, I met, I met Braun when I was 16 at his camp. I think we were in Vegas. It was just crazy because like, one, it was a big summer for me leading up to that just to get invited there. And it's like meeting him like, was just crazy for me because like I was, you know, just along the journey was just trying to get to, to, to the league, trying to get to a good college at that point. So just surreal in that moment. Favorite fast food? Favorite fast food? Well, there's really no fast food over here. Like <laughs> over here, it's all, it's all fresh food. When I was in the States, I probably, Mm. There's this place called uh, Tokaya Mexican Grill in Los Angeles that I used to eat all the time. Favorite Italian food so far? Oh, you know, 
I'm not gonna go with favorite. I'm gonna go with the. I had octopus for the first time uh, three nights ago. <laughs> Never thought I would eat like literally sitting there like cutting off a tentacle. And, like actually, it wasn't that bad. So, have uh, you had the squid ink pasta yet? No, not yet, not yet. That's meant to be really, really good. For okay, I have to try that too. DC or Marvel? Oh, Marvel for sure. I mean, okay, listen, listen, hold on. Before we, hold on. I do love DC, but Marvel just is just doing it better right now. Yeah, I've always said Marvel for movies, DC, DC for TV shows. They seem to have their own lanes. Yeah. Sweats yeah. or jeans? Oh, sweats. No question. 2K or Madden? Uh, I go with Madden. I go with Madden. You do more Call of Duty and stuff, right? I've, I've seen the two yeah, stream. Yeah. yeah, more of a first frame shooter. Vacation, sun or snow? Oh, sun for sure. Next year's NBA champions? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that's tough. That's super tough. Actually, I'm going to... I'm not going to lie. I think, I, think, uh, I think Philly's got a good shot. They look good this year. Really good, and that and that wraps us up, Sammy. So thank look, thank you very much for coming on. I'm sure all the fans are going to really like to hear what's what you're up to. And you know, are you guys playing in Europe this year? I know you're playing in the Italian league, but is are you in yeah. the Euro League as well? Playing in both, playing in both. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Like with the schedule being kind of, I guess, uh, jam packed all year. But I think we're, we're gonna be up for the challenge. It's gonna be interesting to see how we how we grow and build chemistry and get better. And I want to make sure to find out where these games air in the States and add that into the write-up so people can keep up with your journey, man. Thank you very much, Sammy. Yeah, I appreciate you, brother, man. Ain't disrespecting you haters. I ain't sweating your opinion. Y'all been testing my patience. Never did it for a check. I've been impressed with the famous. Just rather be creative than stressing my wages. Ageless every time I lay a verse down. One play at a time. Keep it moving like a first down. And at the end of the day, I can say that I made this. MJ never made it to the majors. Still, he chased greatness. Expected that he might fail. And I might too. I might never get to pop champagne. Celebrating with the crew. This ain't everything I am. It's something that I do.